0: podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I hope everybody had a great weekend, a football-filled weekend, hopefully. Um, I know I watched a lot of games, uh, followed a lot of games, was frustrated by a few games, uh, but overall it was a really good weekend. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, Premier League it's finally here. So last year's runner-up, Liverpool started off the season Um it's a great game. Well, I guess if you're a Liverpool fan, not if you're a Norwich City fan so much. But uh, Mo Salah started it off. I mean, the first goal, you know, was an own goal, so that one really doesn't count. But uh, Liverpool won 4-1 against Norwich. Mo Salah, goal in the 19th minute. Um, it seems like they're just picking up from where they left off last season. Um, Virgil van Dijk, who I think this year is probably going to end up winning the uh, Ballon d'Or. He scored a goal. And then last year's hero from the Champions League, Origi. I mean, this kid is, I mean, he's he's probably not going to end up staying at, well, maybe he will end up staying at Liverpool for a few more years, but I'm sure some other some other teams are definitely going to try to pick him up. Um, like I said, he had a great year last year. Not really great, we'll say, but he definitely uh, showed up when he really need, needed to. Um, but he ended up scoring in the, the 42nd minute. And like I mentioned, the game ended up being a four-one. Norwich did get a goal, the last goal of the game, but you know it was just like a consolation goal for them. You know, congratulations to them—they scored um, against the defending, you know, Champions League champions. Um, then fast forward to Saturday. Everybody knew Manchester City was going to come out strong, playing against West Ham. West Ham not a good team. Um, they haven't been for a while. Um, Man City just, I mean, it just came out and dominated. Pep Guardiola was not playing. He wanted to show that, uh, you know, his team is just as strong as they were last year, that nothing has changed. Raheem Sterling, first game of the season. Yes, I mean, it is against West Ham. It's not like they were playing against, you know, Liverpool or Manchester United or Chelsea. Even though Chelsea's not doing too well yet But uh, he comes out, has a hat trick Aguero, you know, scores a penalty late um, And Gabriel Jesus You know, he had a great uh, Copa America Continuing things on with his club team Man City ended up winning that game 5-0 um, It It's just a great game for You know, the teams that finished 1st and 2nd last year Man City and Liverpool um, In other games Um I didn't get to see this one or any of the highlights, but, uh, Bournemouth and Sheffield United one all tie. Uh, Burnley and Southampton. It was three, nothing Burnley crystal palace and Everton zero, zero tie. That I was actually surprised by that. Uh, Watford zero brighton and Hull of Albion three, nothing too big there. Um, Tottenham and Aston Villa, Aston Villa newly promoted. You know Tottenham coming off a great season that they had last year. It's three one for Tottenham, and you know the uh, then moving on to Sunday, one of the games that I guess was you know highly anticipated, even though it doesn't sound like it would have been. But uh, Leicester versus Wolves. Wolves had a good season last year. I mean they they surprised a lot of people. They you know they were newly promoted last year and, uh, you know, they finished in the top half of the table. Um, you know, Lester has Brandon Rogers now as their, their manager. The game wasn't the best. I mean, there were some scoring opportunities, but uh, it ended up in a zero zero tie. Um, I mentioned in the first episode of the podcast that, you know, the team that I follow in the uh, premier league is Arsenal. Uh, so I did watch some of this game, not all of it. I unfortunately didn't get to see, uh, Aubameyang scored the goal, you know, because I didn't watch that part of the game. I saw the highlights later, obviously, but, uh, you know, he basically saved the team. It was uh, 1-0 Arsenal, and Yang scored in the uh, 58th minute. Um, one of the games that a lot of people had anticipated to be a decent game, at least, was uh, Manchester United against Chelsea. You know, any other year, this would have been a, a huge match. Um, but, you know... <laughs> Manchester United coming off of, a, I guess, you know, Manchester United fans would say not a very successful year last year. Um, and Chelsea, you know, bringing in a new manager and Frank Lampard, um, I guess, you know, Chelsea fans have high expectations. I think this game brought them back to reality. Uh, it was a four zero loss for Chelsea. Um, not a whole lot to, uh, to really say about it. Frank Lampard said that this was definitely a wake up call for them and, uh, I mean they, they got smacked in the mouth. I mean, there's really nothing else that you could say about that. Um, we'll see how you know how the things go moving forward, but Chelsea does not look good. Um, you know, it is the first game of the season. So I guess we'll see, but uh, yeah, that was that was not a good game for them at all. Definitely something that you know, being one of the, the top four clubs in the top four clubs in the league, you don't expect them to perform as, as terribly as they did. Um. Yeah, just wasn't a good game for them. Those are all the scores from the Premier League for the first uh, first match day. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it doesn't really mean anything match day one. But the table right now: Man City, Man United, Liverpool, then Brighton and Hove Albion. I don't see Brighton and Hove Albion staying there. I really don't see Manchester United staying in second place either. But I I do see uh, obviously City and Liverpool staying in those Champions League spots. Okay, moving on to League 1. First match day of the, uh, the French League. Um, I watched uh, quite a few of these games. Um, I don't know why I usually typically don't watch a lot of the, the French League, but, um, you know, it was available. I was kind of missing some of the other, some football this summer. Um, so the the first game uh, this past Friday was Monaco against Lyon. Now, usually this would be a, a pretty decent game. Um, I don't know what happened. I watched it. I watched the replay. Um, Cesc Fabregas had this red card. I'm not exactly sure which minute it was. I don't remember. But uh, it looked as though it was an accident. Like he kind of tripped and then stepped on on the, uh, the forward spot. You know his back foot um the bruise that he left was pretty nasty but uh initially he just got a yellow card then uh the official took it to, to var he looked at it for probably a minute or two and you know as they slowed it down and you know they kept showing the replay on tv it looked worse and worse um but in normal speed to me it looked like he tripped or stumbled a little bit, was trying to regain his balance, stepped on the uh, the Achilles lower calf area of the uh, the striker for uh, Lyon. And Cesc Fabregas ended up getting a red card. I-, I thought it was a little bit questionable, but, you know, it, it is what it is. The referee decided to send him off. Um, and, you know, after that, I mean, it was over. Moussa Dembele had a goal in the fifth minute. Memphis Depay had one in the 36th. And then Lucas Toussaint had one in the 80th. I mean, that just sealed it. Um, once Fabregas got sent off, there was absolutely nothing that Monaco could do. And they were playing at home. This is the first game of the league 1 um, season. It's absolutely nothing they could do. Um, and then fast forward to Saturday. Um, Marseille, who's usually a pretty good team, they were hosting Rem. Uh, they lost. Uh, it was a 2-0 game. Um Reims beat Marseille. Um, and then let's see. Angers. I'm going to butcher these names. I'm sorry. My, my French is not very good, but, uh, Angers, um, against Bordeaux. Angers is not, you know, they're like a mid table team normally. Um, but, uh, they beat Bordeaux three, one opening game of the season. I mean, Angers was playing at home. Um, I don't know what to say about Bordeaux. They just didn't really look like they came to play. Uh, Brest played Toulouse to a 1-1 tie. Dijon lost 2-1 to Saint-Etienne. Montpellier and Rennes, uh, it was a 1-0 win for, for Rennes. And then Nice played Amiens. Um, nice won 2-0. Um, so the, the, the game that I basically watched the entire game of, though, was on Sunday. Um, it was Lille versus Nantes. Now, the reason I watched this game is because fellow American Timothy Weah was playing in this game. He just recently um, transferred from from PSG to Lille. Um, he had a pretty decent game, I guess. He did get a yellow card um, in the 68th minute. But, uh, I mean, Lille won 2-1. to one. Um, He didn't score. But, uh, you know, his first game with a new club, you know, especially... He was at Celtic on loan from PSG, so he hasn't really wasn't really playing in the French League too much recently. Um, So we'll see. You know, he's still adjusting to his new club. Uh, We'll see how it goes for him. I mean, I hope he has a really good season. Like I said, he's an American, so I I do follow a lot of the Americans that are playing in Europe pretty closely. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we uh, how him and his team, you know, go moving forward. Um, the rest of the league, Strasbourg and Mets it was played to a 1-1 tie. And then the biggest game, only because it's PSG playing. The biggest game of the week was uh, PSG and NEM. Um, obviously, this game was in Paris, so PSG totally controlled this match from start to finish. Um, Cavani scored the first goal. It was a penalty. Um, and then... You know the man that's definitely going to step up now that Neymar is not always going to be there, or potentially may not be there for the rest of the season. He may leave, he may stay and not play that often. But Kylian Mbappe, he's always going to step up. I think he's 20 years old now. Uh, he scored in the 56th minute. It's going to be the Kylian Mbappe show, especially if Neymar leaves. Uh, I mean, the kid is amazing. He just he's just amazing. I mean, there's nothing else that you can really say about him. Um, and then Angel Di Maria sealed it in the 69th minute, uh, to win it. But I mean, there was really no, no doubt that, uh, PSG was going to win this game. They are the top team in league. 1. Nobody is really challenging them whatsoever. No one has really challenged them for the last, I would say three or four seasons. They have so much money going into that club. Um, granted the league is basically a one team league. Um, you can almost say the same thing about the Bundesliga, um, and you know that seems to be happening more and more in Europe. But um, they're 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 just good. I mean, they they're like an all star team. Um, so they're they're gonna. I mean, they're they're gonna continue to have score lines like this three zero two zero, you know three one, and uh, it's gonna be a long season for you know any fan that's not a PSG fan. So basically. If you're not a PSG fan, your team is playing for either Champions League spots, Europa League spots, or just to finish in second. Okay, so now moving on to the German Cup, or as it's called here, the DFB Pokal, the Deutsches Fußballbund Pokal. College just another, it's like a cup or a trophy. Um, started this past Friday. So now the third and second league teams here have already started playing. Um, so they've had, you know, one or two games depending on the, uh, the teams. Uh, the Bundesliga, though, starts this coming Friday, <clears throat> the first level of German football. Uh, so some of these Bundesliga teams have not played actual games I'm sorry there's a plane flying over right now Um, some of these teams have not played a uh, an actual league match Uh, they only played friendlies or you know some of them were like uh, Bayern München was in the uh, International Champions Cup and you know they've been playing a series of actual um, friendlies but no competitive matches yet until the Deutsche Pokal starts so excuse me um, Starting on Friday, first three games was uh, Inglestadt against Nuremberg. Uh, Nuremberg won that 1 0. Inglestadt is, you know, they're an okay team, but uh, actually, Nuremberg is not really that great of a team either, but they're uh, in the second division. Nuremberg ended up winning that game. Uh, then you have, and I'm sorry, I am going to mess up some of these names because in Germany they have the Umlaut. Some teams do, some don't. It's a long story. You can look that up. But uh, Erdingen played or hosted actually Borussia Dortmund. We all know Borussia Dortmund is one of the best teams in Germany, you know, arguably in Europe. Um, they easily won that game 2-0. It wasn't a high scoring game. But, you know, in these early Deutsche Pokal matches, um, some of the top level teams, they do not play their, their best players. Uh, They let some of the younger guys get in or some of the, you know, the lesser experienced guys play. So that's why some of these games aren't, you know, blowouts like you'd expect them to be. Uh, But also there are times where some of these lower division teams will, you know, beat some of these top flight, um, top flight teams. Um, They're called giant killers. You know, it happens in the FA Cup. It happens in every cup, Um, but it does happen a lot. In the early rounds of the Deutsche Pokal, uh, so the last Friday match was uh, SV Sandhausen against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Game was in Sandhausen. Sandhausen is a small team, um, small stadium, uh, but Borussia Mönchengladbach won, but it was only one to zero. So you know it's four goals in those three games. You know no blowouts. Then on Saturday um, we had Kaiserslautern hosting Mainz. Now Mainz is in the Bundesliga, Kaiserslautern is in the third level of German football, the dritte liga, and Kaiserslautern won this game easily, 2-0, which is kind of embarrassing for Mainz to lose to a team that's, you know, struggling to uh, to make it back. Kaiserslautern used to be one of the the better teams here in Germany, um, but, you know, they've had some, you know, financial issues, they've had some, you know, just performance issues. And they've been struggling to, you know, now at this point to make it even to the second Liga, the second Bundesliga, uh, let alone the first Bundesliga. But they easily got rid of Mainz um, on Saturday in the the Deutsche Pokal. Um, Then we had Magdeburg playing Freiburg. Again, Freiburg is a Bundesliga team. They won that game 1-0. Aachen hosting Leverkusen. Leverkusen won this game easily, 4-1. Aachen is, you know, they're a smaller team, you know, um, Leverkusen is, you know, normally challenging for a Europa League or a Champions League spot. So they dispatch them pretty easy. Okay, then we had Villingen uh, hosting Fortuna Dusseldorf. Uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf is in the Bundesliga. Um, they won this game, you know, easily 3-1. to one. Uh, then we had Victoria Berlin one of the three Berlin teams that was actually or that's actually in this competition uh, they were hosting Armenia Bielefeld Bielefeld won that one to zero uh, then we had Vecca Nordhausen who is in the fourth level of German um, football hosting es- Eskeburger Au Au is in the uh, the second division uh, they won this game easily four to one um Then, you know, one of the surprise games, a team that I actually had never heard of called Verl, they were hosting Augsburg. Verl is in the fourth division of German football. Augsburg is and has been in the Bundesliga for for a while now. Um, But Verl beat them two to one, Um, which is shocking to to everyone. I mean, I like I said, I never heard of this team before and they were able to beat a team that last year embarrassed um, my team, VFB Stuttgart, in the Bundesliga. So Augsburg, Augsburg is now out of the Deutsche Pokal. Um, next, we had uh, SV Assel uh hosting Schalke Um, You know, even though Schalke had a pretty terrible season last year by their standards, um you know, they beat this team, another fourth division side. Uh, they beat them 5-0. to zero. Um, Next, we had Dazendorf hosting Dynamo Dresden. Dresden is in the second league, but they're constantly challenging every season, at least for the last three or four seasons, to make it to the Bundesliga. Um, Dresden won 3-0. Next, we have uh, Würzburg hosting Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim is a team that's not too far away from, from where I live um, but Versberg I believe is in the second division I could be wrong they may be in the third but this game in regular time finished three to three uh, and had to go to penalties and Hoffenheim won five to four on penalties so they'll advance. Um, next we had uh, Baunatal hosting VFL Bochum. Bochum is in the second division Bernatal in the fourth. Uh, Bauckham won this game 3-2 Next we had Ohm, another team that is not too far away from where I live Uh, Last year, Ohm in the very first round hosted Eintracht Frankfurt And Frankfurt were the defending Deutsche Pokal champions last year And Ohm beat them last year um, Knocked them out of the first round This year they weren't so lucky they were hosting uh, FC Heidenheim, the team that VfB Stuttgart played last week in the second Bundesliga, and these two teams, I guess you could kind of consider them rivals, even though they don't play in the same uh, the same level because uh, they're really close to each other. But uh, Heidenheim won two to zero. In um, the last Sun, or excuse me, Saturday game in the Deutsche Pokal was Atlas Delmenhorst hosting Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen, you know, has been a staple of The Bundesliga for a very, very long time, and they won this game easily uh, six to one. Um, I'm going to take a little break um, before I get to the rest of these. I'll be back in a minute. All right, I'm back. Sorry, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold that I had this past week. So I've been coughing a little bit, probably sniffling. Sorry if you guys have that all up in your ear. All right, so let's get to the rest of these Deutsche Pokal matches. Um, I'm gonna go through these fairly quickly. Um, you know, I'll pause a little bit, but uh, all right. So yesterday um, we had uh, FC Sauerbrücken hosting Regensburg. Um, Sauerbrücken won that game three to two. Regensburg, Regen, Regensburg, excuse me, is a, actually a pretty decent team. I'm surprised they lost that game, but you know playing at home maybe he had a little bit more to play for maybe they actually had their top team playing uh, but they're moving on next we have um Obernoyland. they were hosting Darmstadt Darmstadt's been you know in the second division for a while uh they were in the Bundesliga actually a, a couple of years ago um but Darmstadt you know they're definitely the better team they won that game uh, six to one um another team that I've never heard of and I'm probably going to Butcher this name, but Soundroar hosted uh, Holstein Kiel. Holstein Kiel is another one of those teams that's always, you know, on the verge of getting promoted to the Bundesliga, but they can never seem to quite get over the hurdle. Um, Kiel won this game six to nothing. It's no issues. Um, let's see. Next game, we had uh, Rodenhausen hosting Paderborn. Paderborn, um, just got promoted back into the Bundesliga because I know they fell out for a couple of seasons. Um, but this game, after regular time, finished 3-3. But Paderborn, they won on penalties 4-2, so they're moving on. Um, this game, this next one, I was actually paying close attention to this. Um, it's uh, Waldhof Wal- uh, Mannheim hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, this waldorf Mannheim team, they are fourth-division-level team. And Eintracht-Frankfurt, you know, they're constantly in the top, I would say top eight in the Bundesliga. You know, sometimes they make it to the uh, Europa League. Um, but this game, Frankfurt was down early. <laughs> I mean, they, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what happened to them. But uh, I remember turning on the game, and I believe it was 2-1, Frankfurt was losing. Um. And then I didn't actually watch the game, but I I had the uh, like the scrolling uh, commentary going on and. Frankfurt put in Ante Rebic, I believe they put him in in the 76 minute and Frankfurt was down three to two. Well, Rebic decided to just go off because, you know, there's a lot of teams that are looking at possibly purchasing him. And he scored three goals in 12 minutes to, you know, ensure that Frankfurt would move on in the Deutsche Pokal because they were definitely in trouble uh, before they put him in but the game finished 5-3 to three. three of those five for Frankfurt were from Rebic and uh, I don't think, I mean there's a possibility that he'll stay in Frankfurt but um, I don't know, especially after that performance uh, so next game was uh, VFB Lübeck hosting FC St. Pauli last week I said that Stuttgart's next game would be against St. Pauli but I was kind of right, kind of wrong. Their next game in the second Bundesliga will be against FC St. Pauli, but tonight, Stuttgart is playing on the road against Hansa Rostock. I'll get some more of that later, but uh, that this game also, um, Lübeck and St. Pauli finished 3-3 in regular time. St. Pauli won uh, 4-3 on penalties. Um, next, VFB Eichstadt hosting Hertha Berlin, one of the Berlin teams. Um, Hertha Berlin is in the Bundesliga, you know, like they're usually top five team. Um, They handle them easily five to one. Um, Next, we have uh, Germania Halberstadt hosting Union Berlin, newly promoted to the Bundesliga at the expense of Stuttgart Union Berlin. Um, Union Berlin, they definitely have something to prove this year, so they easily handled them uh, six nothing. I think Union Berlin is gonna be a definitely a team to uh, to reckon with this year in the Bundesliga we'll see I mean I, I think they're gonna probably finish in the top 12 um, like I said they they have great fans we'll, we'll see how they do um, next game VFL Osnabrück hosting Red Bull Leipzig or RB Leipzig depending on who you ask um, Leipzig you know they're always top five in the Bundesliga um, But this game finished, you know, with a 3-2 win for for Leipzig. Um, Then we have Kimnitza FC hosting Hamburger uh, SV. This game finished 2-2, and Hamburg ended up winning uh, 6-5 on penalties. Uh, MSV Duisburg hosting Firth. Uh, Usually I would watch this game because uh, fellow American Julian Green plays for Firth. Didn't watch it this time. Um... But Duisburg ended up beating Firth 2-0. So Firth is out of the competition. And the last game for yesterday in the uh, Deutsche Pokal was Wien Wiesbaden hosting FC Cologne. Cologne is newly promoted to the, uh, to the Bundesliga. Um, but this game in regular time finished 3-3. And uh, it took penalties. But Cologne won 3-2 on penalties. So they'll be moving on. Tonight... Um, there's four games in the Deutsche Pokal. We have Halashe FC hosting Wolfsburg. I think Wolfsburg will probably handle them pretty easy. Uh, Karlsruhe SC, another team that's not too far away from where I live, maybe about half hour, 40 minutes. Um, they're hosting Hanover. Stuttgart beat Hanover in the first game of the second, uh, the second league season, but that game could go either way. I mean, both those teams are in the second division, so... I don't know. Um, I don't know, and it's in Karlsruhe. I guess we'll see. Um, this next game, Hansa Rostock hosting my VfB Stuttgart. Um, sadly, this same game was played last year, and Hansa Rostock kicked Stuttgart out of the Deutsche Pokal. You know, they had Stuttgart had a bad season last year. You know, we'll see how it goes this year. Hopefully, they can beat them. Um, I just think it's funny that they drew them again two years in a row. And the last game is energy cup hosting Bayern Munich. Now anything can happen, you know, as we've seen with some of these other scores, but I don't see Bayern Munich losing this game, even though they're playing on the road. Um, so we'll see what happens with that as well. Those are all of the first round matches for the DFB Pokal. Um, We'll see how the draws go for the next round. Um, I'm just hoping that tonight that Stugart can win. So, Okay, let's get into some transfer news. Alright, so um, one of my favorite players to watch a few years ago Uh, Actually, probably more like five, six, seven years ago was Mario Balotelli. I just like the way he played. Plus, he had that long streak where he was not missing penalties at all. Um, You know, he's been playing in France for the last couple of years. So I always kind of keep, you know, an eye on Mario Balotelli. Um, He was at Olympic Marseille and he only played 12 games for him. And now, you know, his contract has ended and he's kind of, you know, without a club. So, um, you know, I guess sort of an unprecedented move because uh, usually you don't see people going from Europe to South America. It's usually the other way around. But uh, it's been rumored that he's going to sign with Brazilian club Flamenco um, on a two and a half year deal. Now, the Brazilian season um, they right now, they're on match day 14 and they play 38 match days. So, you know, he'd be there for. You know, a little bit more than than half of this first season. Um, it's, it's an interesting move just because, you know, going from Europe to South America, the style of, of football in South America is completely different from how they play in Europe. Um, I would say South America is probably maybe a little bit more like. Actually, I. I would want to say that it's, it's more like the premier league cause they play a little bit more physical, but they play a completely different style. Cause they have a lot of finesse players, but then they have, you know, their enforcers. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I, he doesn't seem like the type of person to me that would fit in well in, uh, in Brazil, but who knows? Maybe he, he'll prove me wrong. I mean, he's done it before. Um, hopefully it'll work out for him. He's talking about a, or they're talking about a two and a half year deal. So he finished the rest of this season and then start up, uh, on a solid um, two-year deal afterwards but right now he's without a club so I'm, I'm just surprised that no European teams would pick him up I know he comes with a lot of baggage you know Mario Balotelli he has his issues he's had issues with managers and teammates in the media in the past but uh, moving to Brazil just seems a little out there all right so um, moving on to Neymar uh, he didn't play He hasn't played in Paris' last two games. The last game they played was the the first game of the the league on season. And in a friendly match before that, or excuse me, not a friendly match, but the the French Super Cup, he didn't play in that. Um, It seemed like the move that he was trying to force to Barcelona was off. Now it might be back on. Um, Barcelona had initially offered uh, PSG... Coutinho and Dembele plus cash for Neymar because he has you know Paris is um, demanding a 220 million euro fee for Neymar uh, but now it seems like PSG would be willing to do cash plus Coutinho um, maybe, maybe that'll be enough for him but you know they haven't had him on the team who knows I, I just don't see how it would work with Messi Griezmann, Suarez, and then you add Neymar into the team. I don't know how that would work. Um, I don't know. I, I was also reading that you know there was still the possibility of him going to Real Madrid. But at this point, who knows? I, I the only thing I do know is that he won't be going to the uh, to the Premier League because their transfer window has closed. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. This Neymar thing is probably going to go on for at least another couple more weeks. And if he moves, you know, it's good for Paris, I guess. If he doesn't, I guess that could also be good for Paris, maybe. But it's I I would think it would cause some issues in the in the the dressing room, even though, you know, there are players on the team that say they still want him to to stay there. I guess we'll see. All right. uh, Another one I've been following, I think most people have been, is uh, Paul Pogba. Um it seemed like he was trying to orchestrate a move to either Juventus or Real Madrid during the summer. Um, but obviously the the English uh, transfer window is closed. It closes earlier than all the others because their season starts a little bit earlier than the others. Uh, so he'll be there at least until the winter, the winter transfer market opens um, January. Um, but there's still, I guess the possibility of him returning to Juventus or going to Real Madrid. But, um, as of right now, he's staying in, at United, I don't know if it'll cause any issues, I mean, they destroyed Chelsea yesterday um, so we'll see um, last Gareth Bale <clears throat> he's still in, he's still in Real Madrid um, last game for them, he actually played he came on in the 61st minute uh, you know, give him about a half an hour of, of gameplay um, in the the match they lost to Roma ended two two after regular time, but Roma won five four on penalties. Um, but Jaimez Rodriguez, who's not hurt, wasn't in that game, which is probably the the sole reason that uh, Bale was able to come off the bench. Um, Jaimez is not injured, so you know maybe there's still the possibility that he's going to move on to Napoli or to even to atletico madrid um so now bale is playing again i thought you know maybe he would move go to you know some place like bayern munich or you know maybe even an italian team like inter or ac milan but uh it looks like he's going to be staying at real madrid for the foreseeable future especially if uh if james is is moving on so I don't know. It, it, there's a lot more transfers that are, you know, still potentially working. Like Lukaku, he was able to, to get his to go to Inter. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of weird the way the transfers work. It's kind of like a domino effect. Some One person leaves a team and then it can, you know, <clears throat> initiate a bunch of a series of events to get other players to move. Maybe something like that, you know, needs to happen in order for, for Bale to move on. But as of right now, it looks like he's going to be staying in Madrid. Lastly, I just wanted to finish up with my predictions for some of the the leagues in Europe for this coming season. Um, So first, start off with the Premier League. Um, Last year, obviously, Manchester City won it, uh, with Liverpool missing out on the title by one single point. Uh, So this year, for my top five for this league, I have uh, Man City finishing first, Liverpool finishing second, Arsenal finishing in third uh, Manchester United finishing in fourth and Tottenham finishing in fifth all right for La Liga which starts this coming Friday um, I have Barcelona finishing in first Real Madrid finishing second Atletico Madrid in third and fourth is kind of tough but I have Valencia all right the Bundesliga which starts this Friday um it always seems like the top four are almost the same every year. But this year I have Bayern Munich winning it, Dortmund finishing in second, RB Leipzig finishing third, and Leverkusen finishing in fourth. All right, Syria, which does not start until the 24th of August. It seems like a long way from now, but uh, I have... Juventus finishing first, followed by Napoli, Inter Milan, Roma, and in fifth place, possibly Lazio. So, the, Roma and Lazio could switch. Alright, um, League 1, the French League. I obviously have PSG winning that. Uh, followed by Lyon, then Marseille, and then Saint-Étienne. Uh, the Iredivisie. The Dutch League um to me the strongest team in that league is is Ajax I mean you know they were so close to making it to the Champions League final last year um but I have Ajax winning it followed by PSV then AZ even though they just had a terrible thing with their stadium part of their stadium collapsed because of some wind in the Netherlands um then fourth, I have Feyenoord. Uh, fifth, I have Utrecht. So Feyenoord and Utrecht, they could, you know, it's either or between the two of them. All right, and lastly, in the Primera Liga, the Portuguese League, which I don't really follow too often. I mean, I, I will follow these teams in the, uh, the Portuguese teams in the Europa League and the Champions League. Um, but I have Benfica winning the league, followed by Porto, then sporting and then braga so i'm gonna hold on to this list and i'm gonna see you know (laughs) this is how my list looks now i guess we'll see how bad or how good it looks um in may uh, when you know the leagues all start to to close out so we'll see how it goes um and with that i think i'm going to end this podcast for the week hope you guys have a great week I'm looking forward to watching Stuttgart play today Um, thanks for listening bye hey everyone if you enjoy listening to the 90 and extra time podcast we'd love to hear from you if you have comments questions or ideas for the show feel free to contact Rob on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for 90 and Extra Time, or you can email him at 90 time at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.